And appropriately enough, this episode of the Jump Around starts with the laugh track of the one and only Nancy Tebow. As always, thanks for listening, and this has been the inevitable episode for so long, the, the Tebow episode. I'm joined by the whole clan. Coach, or Mike Tebow, as many of you know, Eric, Carly, and then Nancy and Drea, who will soon be the newest member of the Tebow family. So We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, fresh off of a, a pretty thrilling win for you guys last night against L.A. Because obviously, if you have Elena Deladon and Christy Tolliver on your team, you give the ball to Natasha Cloud to hit a game-winning shot. Draw it up. I got <laughs> asked by two people after. Well, that couldn't have been your first option. I said, actually, it was um, with only 3.8 seconds or whatever it was left in the game. Uh, we knew that Christy Tolliver, based on how things have been late in the game, uh, was going to get overplayed. Uh, they basically tried to take away the pass to Elena Deladon with uh, Gumake guarding her and the inbounder playing off. And so I actually drew it up to let Natasha have an opportunity to drive it. Um, at the time, I wasn't anticipating that Elena Beard was going to be guarding her <laughs> uh, since she had guarded Tolliver the, a couple of the previous uh, possessions. But yeah, obviously it worked out great. And um, Tosh came through. You know, she struggled all night, but it was it was a heck of a shot to win a game. Such a strange game too, because both probably both teams went home thinking we should have won that game because you were both up big at one point, right? The way that started, it was like, oh boy, this is going to get ugly for LA. And then you guys get up big and go, oh boy, it looks like you're going to pull away. Um, how how difficult is it when you do go from crap, we better hurry up or we're going to get blown out, to then the other end where hey, we might run away with this? Is that difficult? at all I mean it's nice to see in a way it, it's it's one thing when you win a bunch of games and you're playing great and shooting the ball well but it's actually kind of nice to win an ugly game especially against a good team that has learned how to win those games over the years um, you don't want to start down 13 to 2 or whatever it was to start the game but once we kind of we had a great crowd too which really helped once we made a little run um, it's probably the best crowd we've had in a, in a couple of years it had a playoff yeah, feel it to it from the start. I mean, because the stakes were high for both teams for positioning. You know, we're still chasing second, and we had to win to get third. Um, L.A. was playing for possibly a top four uh, positioning. It, it had the feel uh, of, of a playoff game from an officiating standpoint. A lot more contact was allowed uh, in the game. There weren't a lot of fouls called. Both teams took care of the basketball, and it just had an intensity. Obviously, it spilled over a little bit. You know, it was a little bit chippy. Um, but, you know, I think when you're a team like us, you want to test yourselves and say, hey, can we beat those teams that have been there before uh, when it counts? And, you know, it had that testing feel to it. That game winner, to bring the other people into this conversation, the game winner, the celebration ended up right towards you guys sitting across from the bench there. Dancing and hugging it away. We <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> It was too much for me. <laughs> I turned to Dre at the end and said, I can't watch. Just tell me what happens. <laughs> Pretty sure there was a fingernail that uh, yeah, had a casualty. Was, oh, my little finger still aches. Oh, it's like a headache. I, Gnawing it off? Totally, to the first knuckle. Fantastic. That's great. It's, it's been such a sneaky good season, right? Because you guys just have kind of hummed along. And, and I guess part of it is because the standings have been so tight. But you look up. You go into the last game of the regular season tomorrow and you have a chance with a little help to be the two seed. I don't think anyone two weeks ago, if you would have said Including us. I don't think any team probably felt that way, yeah, that you sure. could just pull away. And I mean, we've won eight straight and have made up 
one game on Atlanta, or two games counting the game that we beat them to start our streak. I mean, they've won 14 out of 16. Yep. All of a sudden, we're both looking at the standings like, oh, we're in pretty good shape. <laughs> you know, at the break, we were just in a big mess of teams, all just kind of slugging. You know, Connecticut beat us up pretty good up there, and then we just kind of regrouped. and. We had kind of yeah. one of those meetings over the All-Star break where we, we asked our players to recommit to some things, particularly at the defensive end. You know, the things that we kind of ranked in order what was important if we were going to get back to being a good defensive team. We had been so up and down in that regards um, over the previous probably seven or eight games that we had to have something to hang our hat on. And to their credit, um, you know, they sat there in the locker room that day we came back from the break and made a commitment to each other that we were going to do things better and more efficiently and communicate better, and, they, and they've done it. This is probably completely unfair, um, but I'm going to just bring it up anyway. Potentially, you if you win tomorrow, it'll be the best season a Mystics team's ever had as far as win total goes. And So obviously the playoffs are going to determine the long term, but for you, for as long as you've been in the league, and I guess Carly and E, you guys could answer this too because you've been around for the whole time that he's been in it. What's been the most memorable season for you? I think, I mean, again, this we can exclude this season because we don't know what the ending's going to be, but when you look back on all of them, and any one of you guys can chime in whenever. Oof. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. I mean, question. the reality is probably the first season in Connecticut in many ways because I didn't really know what to expect when I came there. I was inheriting a team that I had only watched on film who everybody had told me had underachieved. Uh, when they were in Orlando, um, and you know, to I walked in the first day of the press conference, and they said, "Well, what's your expectations?" And I said, "Play for a championship." And all those reporters kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but we made the playoffs. We won the first round uh, in the playoffs, and you know, got to the conference finals in probably a faster time period than people thought. But you, you kind of connect the two because the next, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more, was you know, we went into that offseason then knowing what we needed to do to make it a long-term franchise, and that became the trade for Lindsey Whalen and going to the finals next year. So it's kind of a those two years mixed together kind of gave us an identity in Connecticut that they probably in Orlando had never had. So that probably was as fulfilling for me because I was new to the whole thing. Yeah. You know, we, we had the same process probably when we came to Washington to start out with, with a team that had less talent and less success. But the first time you go through it is always probably the most amazing when you haven't gone through it. I would say 2004 for me with Lindsay, once Lindsay got there and um, had a, a, t a group of girls and a group of women that just loved being around each other and loved playing for and with each other. And, and you could feel that regardless of what part of the team you were. I was a ball kid and you could feel it. Um, but again, it was the first time ever for me being a part of a, a championship level team, going to a finals, and feeling like you had a, a good shot to win it, could have won it. Yep. Um, and it, it was just it was a lot of fun, you know. And it was fun for me being a, a young girl that wanted to play college basketball, seeing the best do what they do, and they they, they brought me in and, and acted like I was part of it all. Yeah. Uh, oh, I agree with oh four partly because we weren't that great. I think we went 18 and 16 and clinched a playoff spot in the second to last game and clinched first place in the East in the last game um, and then rolled into the finals and had a shot to win it and then just kind of rolled over into the next couple seasons. Um, 2012 sticks out for me. It's like a pretty bittersweet year, our last year in Connecticut. Um, it was a, 
another kind of a team that came into its own with Tina Charles being the MVP and Kara Lawson had one of her best years. Renee um, Montgomery was yeah, sixth person I mean, of the year. That's you know that's probably the year I got to know Kara really well, and um, it was my last year before I went off and started college coaching. Little did I know I'd be in DC <laughs> a year later. Um, I don't. Know, it's it's hard to probably judge the the DC years just because it's still like pretty fresh and yeah. you just don't know how it turns out. Um, I really liked our team 2015 when we lost to New York. It was like crazy series and. Yeah, this year is just still kind of, I don't know, it's like one of those things, you're on the tightrope, you just don't look down, you just kind of yeah. keep keep going and see where you end up and look back later. Particularly the, the level of play in the WNBA this year is the best I've ever yeah. seen it from top to bottom. Yeah. The talent level, the, the competitiveness of games, you know, I used to think that, you know, when I first came in the league, there were some wins you could write in maybe at the start of the year or feel good about. I haven't felt that way since day one. Uh, no, no. And, and, and I think every coach in the league talks about that, about how balanced it is, and every, night's a, and every night's a battle. It feels like playoff games, particularly when you have a short season. You know, when I was in the NBA as an assistant, 82 games is a long time. You can have a bad stretch and recover. It's hard to recover in this, in this league um, because people we, – we, we joked about it a couple weeks ago. You could have a day or two off and move two or three – Spots in the standings just by what was going on around you. You can see the emotion with from Dallas's players last night. <laughs> They've had just a brutal month, and yeah. they win a game to clinch a playoff spot, and they were just like probably relief and joy. I mean, it's just it's been that kind of year for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This year's been special for me too, just having two different sides to root for. Sure, um, and I'll still plead the fifth for tomorrow, but <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. You know, obviously having pretty much a game almost every night that I'm pulling for somebody or watching somebody, and obviously. Um, it, it's just been it's been unique. Yeah. Pants. Mm. My favorite <laughs> yeah. year. Most memorable. Most memorable. Well, it was probably the year that Lindsay came in because it was fun having. Well, Lindsay was so new at it, and her mother telling me when we had them come that first visit, and after she was going to come with us, and her mother pulling me aside and saying, "I mean, we were all so young then, saying, are, are you you're going to take care of her, right? If she's." <laughs> If anything happens with her, I said yes. But she's got a whole team of girls that will take care of her. But we were all so young in it, you know. And now these girls take care of themselves. They, you know, look after each other, and every, we've all grown up. Yeah. A, but that was fun because we were really young, and it was just a fun year. A lot of votes for two thousand four. Yeah, I know that that was consensus. Don't ask me my vote. Yeah, what was your vote? <laughs> yeah, well, you're coming in. 2015. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get into this part of it? Yeah. Go That's on. when I met my fiancé. Oh, there it is. Well, let's set the record straight for the listening public. Freya was an intern for the Washington Mystics <laughs> in 2015. We began dating after the season came to a conclusion. Clarification, after the season. Well after. And we note. Please note her. timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> ask you to repeat, you know, your same stories that I know so many people have asked you over the last um, few days and everything. But with Way and just I know with Eric and Carly, you guys were kids. I mean, you're kids and now. I mean, Eric, you're good friends with her. Carly, you're working for. <laughs> so it's so crazy how I'm sure it doesn't feel like it was that long ago when you guys were in Connecticut. But. Um, I don't know, I guess, I guess kind of an open-ended thing here, so I don't just repeat the same questions. You repeat the same answers, but 
Waylon's last game and you're here for it. It's got to be pretty cool. It, I mean, it's really cool. It couldn't have worked out any better. Um, I mean, there's a pretty good chance we could play him again sure. <laughs> this week. Uh, it, you know what was crazy was sitting there listening to Cheryl Reeve talk at Lindsay's retirement press conference and just having so many similar feelings about it. And you realize she's had the same effect on so many different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, she talked about just people wanting to be around her and part of the... And that's just how it was. That's how it was with Connecticut fans when we were there and her teammates. And, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about her being a winner, which is obviously true. But, like, I think about, like, teammate, just how much she enjoys the experience of being a WNBA player and all that goes with that from the relationships to the competitiveness to, you know, we could sit here and have these conversations about what year was your favorite year and why did, and she would talk about it just like we would sit yeah. in here reminiscing. Uh, I think that's part of why she's a winner too. Is yeah, she's got a perspective. Of relationships yeah. and mm-hmm. how much she invests in the people around her. Well, I think that's, you know, you hear coaches talk all the time about, you know, part of the, the athletic experience is the journey not just the goal. She's the ultimate example of a player who has engaged in the journey everywhere she was. I mean, you know, she, she's probably the most beloved teammate by a large group of people. Yeah. Every group that's come through this team, every group that went through Connecticut, her college teammates. And that's that might be the highest compliment for a player is that you walk away from your career and you have friends from every phase of it that are truly lifetime friends. And, and it was because of the experience. And Lindsay will tell you that, you know, as much as you get ready for games and everything else, the ultimate experience is all the other parts. And you hear athletes who have been in it for a while when they're gone say they miss the day-to-day camaraderie. You know, you might complain about your flights, but you have story about the flights or you have story mm-hmm. about bus rides or, you know, all the different things. And... You know, that's that. I think she's totally immersed herself in all that part of the process. Yeah. Is there any sense of pride? I don't know for you, but Carly, you know, you and I have coached college for a while, and, and you know, ED too. Like, if I didn't get a recruit, I'd still like look up and see how she did. You know, because I'd be like, oh, yeah, I get a little sense of pride. Like, yeah, that was that was a kid I had. Do, do you guys have that at all? Because you, you draft Lindsay, you have her for a bit, but the majority of her I'm jealous. Like, I'll be honest, I'm <laughs> jealous. Because it got to the point, people have always asked what precipitated the trade. And we had gotten to the point in Connecticut where we couldn't put enough good players around her to continue to compete for a championship. That window had kind of closed. Yeah. You know, Katie Douglas was gone. Nikisha um, Sales was retired. You know, Taj was gone, and, and we were putting younger players, but it wasn't enough. And so sometimes things work out the way they're meant to work out, and it was the perfect storm for a trade. You know, you had a local legend in uh, Tina Charles at Connecticut. She was going to be the top pick of the draft. They wanted Lindsey Whalen to come here. It, it just happened at the right time, and so she kind of got her wish to go home. She and I had talked about that before. It was like if there's a chance somewhere down the road, that I could go home and play, I'd like to do that. And I wasn't going to be able to do that until we got the right fair trade. It was as fair a trade as probably has been made in this league. Um, you know, one MVP pl- type player for another MVP. And so, um, you know, I was. it was bittersweet for me. Um, I was happy, you know, as all get out for her to win a championship. But it kind of felt like I wish we could have done that together in Connecticut first. Um, so there's, you know, that little bit of 
you know, sadness too. I'm happy for, but it, you know, I wish that was us too. Sure. She was like another daughter to you too. Yeah, she was the close. sister I always wanted. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna excuse myself. Whoa. For this. <laughs> I don't, know about you, I don't know about you guys, but seeing all these videos of Lindsay, uh, I know they, the WNBA put one out the other day of her in Connecticut. My favorite part was personally Eric's bowl cut. Oh, oh bowl cut for the win. How did, how did that happen? Who? That's Who? what we call college. <laughs> <laughs> Who I got a charge. So there's a video. We have it on a DVD in our office of them filming a segment for halftime during the finals of her on the golf course. And being so excited to see a deer jumping around on the court. I mean, she was acting like an eight-year-old. I gotta go find this video oh, so we can. Really? Sure. Oh yeah, they filmed it. Uh, her and Ben out playing golf together. They did a whole story about it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she was. Can you know, exactly Her usual that. ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the other thing about Lindsay, you think about too, is that all the kind of practical jokes she played on people and our PR guy in, in Connecticut Bill Tavares was the butt of most mm-hmm. of those but she would do things like call him at 10.30 at night and tell him that there were TV trucks outside her her door and why were they there and everything else. Of course, Lindsay was sitting on her couch watching TV and no <laughs> such thing was occurring but putting him into a you know a pa- panic attack as to what was going on. So those, those kind of things kept everything pretty loose too. It, her comedy is just through the roof because her personality is so different um drea i'll bring you in this too because you're someone from connecticut and so even prior to actually knowing this family you were at games watching watching Lindsay and watching mm-hmm. these teams and i'm sure that was pretty special how 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 great was it watching her it was i was a stereotypical girl looking up at basketball <laughs> so starting off with uconn and then progressing into connecticut sun and it was surreal coming to D.C. and be able to work with them um, on a more professional level, being in the sports medicine side. But it was Lindsay Whelan was someone that you looked up to and you just knew that she had that hard-nosed grit that she was going to do anything. And it's even more exciting and something different to see and hear about that she's a real person and she's mm-hmm. funny. And right. she does this and getting mm-hmm. to know her, it's a completely different side of it. Yeah, I think of Sefou Bernard on our staff who um, – he, he realized the first year he came to work for us in D.C. that we were going to be playing Minnesota, and he was asking, like, can I get a picture with Lindsey Whalen? <laughs> now, Safu's been in the NBA, he's been around, but he was dying to have his own picture with Lindsey yeah. Whalen because that's how much he thought of her from the outside. Never met her before in his life, and it was, it was a big <laughs> deal to him. There's a lot coming from you, Dre. You super fan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Traitor. <so. laughs> super, my girl. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Um, for you three, uh, Mike, Eric, and Carly, it, so you guys obviously grow up watching him coach in the NBA, and then you get into the WNBA. So you've kind of, you've you're like one of the OGs of the game, right? <laughs> Don't forget about the CBA, Blake, where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The CBA, there's Canada League, there's all sorts of stuff in there. But you, you have, you, you're the, the oldest child, and you grow up, and you see... Not necessarily the smartest. Oh, Go wow. Cheap <laughs> <She, she> laughs. <laughs> the low belt, jab number two. <laughs> Keep them up. Keep the punches up, Tebow. Um, but you work for your dad, and so you kind of see it, and then you kind of hop in that same lane. And then Carly, um, you've been involved in two of the best games in recent memory as far as uh, NCAA basketball goes in the last two national championship games. Um, again, for all three of you to chime in, however you 
however you please, the game and the advances it's made, where have you seen the biggest growth? And I'm going to pull away just talent because you mentioned it. The league's never been better, which obviously means college has never been better. But um, in what ways has the league grown um, just in general or maybe a way that surprised you? Um, and not just the league, but just, I guess, I mean, women's basketball as a whole. Um, which ways have it grown the most for you guys? Hard to separate it from the talent, to be honest. With you. I mean, just the talent level, like um, having teams where everybody can shoot the ball and everybody can finish. But I think some of the rule changes have really helped. Yeah. That's I kind of, that's kind of boring that. to say, but uh, going to quarters instead of halves, going to the shorter shot clock. When, we, when you first came in the league, it was 30 second 30 shot second clock. 30 seconds, zones two, were allowed. Two 20 minute halves. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, the reset on the offensive rebounds, which doesn't get talked about a ton, yeah, has really three. helped. The that's game was three. more of a college game when I first yeah. came in the league. And then it had an influx of people like me and some others who came from an NBA background uh, that the game changed and the rule changes made it more up-tempo. Um, I think to Eric's point, I mean, I think that's had a lot to do. And I'm not even sure some people even know some of the rules that are going on in our league that have changed it. We have what he was just talking about, the 14-second reset on an offensive rebound instead of going back to a full shot clock. So you put more possessions in the game. You have to react quicker to have an offensive play ready to go in those situations the game has changed. It's hard to – I feel like you don't get as many, like, game plan wins as you used to. Like, yeah. early when you came to the league, like, you had a smart game plan. You feel like you could steal a couple. Now you've got to ha- – you have to have a good game plan, and then you have to play really well. I mean, I literally was able to legally play a triangle and two or a diamond and one and those kind of things. And we played the old Houston Comets, and they had Cheryl Swoops and Tina Thompson. We literally played a triangle and two for part of the game because the rules allowed it. Now you can't do that anymore. We've talked Steve. about it and we've never done it. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. hard to do with the rules. I think the other thing that's different and is partly the skill level. When I first came in the league, I think that I always try to see what things need to be fixed the most to make the game more aesthetically pleasing um, when you're trying to draw more fans. And I thought that in the early years that I was in it, there were way too many turnovers, way too many missed layups. Um, and, you know, you saw it in the college game and our game. And I think over the last three or four years, that is dramatic. You used to see once or, once or twice a week teams have 20-plus turnovers in a game. Now the average turnover in our league is consistently right around 13, 14 a game, and that's a really good number. Um, so you don't have, you know, kind of the wild play. I think, you know, Eric alluded to it, the, the three-point shooting in our league has really increased. It's become a huge part of the game at all levels. But in our league over the last two or three years, it's, it's really found its impact. And then, you know, we're talking about athletic talent, but the size in the league. When I came in, you know, Asia Jones, who's on my staff now and played for me in Connecticut, was kind of an average post player, you know, size. She was six, two and a half. Now, every team, you look up, you see a Cambage, you see a Griner, you see a Sylvia Fowles, a Tina Charles, you know, or the athletic posts like a, a Gumake or Parker or Della Don or Brianna Stewart. There's so many different varieties of players right now that are athletic and big. It, it really impacts the game. And I would say from college on up as well, the versatility is, is just to kind of put that in a word has improved so much that you've got six foot two, six foot three players that can shoot and put the ball on the floor and, and pull a bigger player out to the perimeter. And it's just, it makes it, as you said, a lot harder to game plan when you have so many things you have to take away. You can't take away everything. 
You right. got John Cole Jones the other night. Yeah. Hitting five or six threes. Like, step back threes yeah. and going. Okay. And you have those kind of players all over the league now. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes it tough. You used to be able to maybe in a game plan help off of somebody and say, hey, we're going to get off that player and, you know, we'll dare them to shoot it. Those players right now are starting to become dinosaurs in our league. Um, and I don't mean that negatively. It's just it, it's what happened in the NBA with the stretch four. We have the same thing now. You have five players on the floor every night that can score, and you, you get caught if you try to cheat too much. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get away from this, and I should have asked this sooner, just one question for you, uh, Mike. When you – I mean, you've kind of been everywhere. You're in the NBA. You coach in the CBA. You go, you go to Calgary for a while, too. And then you come to the WNBA and you're here. I don't know how many people now would leave the NBA to go to a quote-unquote lesser league, as many people would think, right? The NBA is kind of thought of as the, the league for anything. Um, I, I guess, why did you? Um, and I'm sure that's a multi-layered answer, but... I mean, the simplest part for me, there's two parts of that. That year, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Uh, I had left the Bucks and, you know, had some other NBA opportunities, but I really wanted to go back and, and be a head coach again. And my future in the NBA was not as a head coach. It was going to be an, a, an assistant, a career assistant, which in and of itself is a great thing. And I've had opportunities to go back and turn them down because I like getting up every morning doing what I'm doing. I like being able to take a franchise, a team, and shape it and see the progress. And, you know, I think Eric had said it to me one day this summer. He said, you have a head coach's mentality uh, that you like the big picture type things. And so uh, I think that's probably more than anything why I've stayed uh, to do it. I, I, I think the other thing that's always stuck with me Uh, something that Carly said to me when she was in fifth or sixth grade. And, you know, I was still with the Bucks and kind of thinking about things, and she said, Dad, we need good coaches for women too, or for girls, I guess she said at the time. And that's kind of stuck with me. And so if somehow, some way, I can leave a little bit of a mark uh, to help improve uh, the fate of girl and women basketball players Mm -hmm. because our game has gotten better and there's more opportunities to play and to coach and be a part of things, then I think it will have been rewarding and what I envision it to be. And so that's, that's basically the reason. I mean, I coach probably in the women's game the same way I would coach in the NBA uh, as far as how you treat people and how you work and do things. Uh, There are physical differences, but I think the day to day coaching is the same and I fall in love with it. I, and there's probably one more thing that I didn't know when I took this job is it how good it could have been for our family. Uh, in the NBA, as an assistant coach, um, you miss a lot of things. You know, the season's long and you miss your kids, you know, athletic activities or music activities or whatever else they're involved in in school. And the WNBA has allowed me to watch my family grow up and to see what they did and and. You know, it's made, it's made for different kind of vacations as families, but we've had a family life where we've kind of been able to stay in touch with everybody all the time. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a unique thing in, in pro sports because it's hard to do. It, it, it wears on family life if you don't go about it the right way. Now, this is a family that likes to, to ride each other. So <laughs> this will be the last sentimental question I ask, and then we can move on from here. Well, for you guys, was there ever a moment where you, like, 
And maybe you didn't, but was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, our dad's like pretty, pretty big time. He's pretty good, right? Uh, I don't know if that's the NBA. I don't know. I mean, all-time winning as coach in the WNBA. Was there ever that moment, or is it just has it always just been kind of normal and it is what it is? Worst thing in the world, by the way. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't. What else would it be? I think that people just it was kind of constant little things like you'd find somebody that couldn't believe your dad drafted Michael Jordan, <laughs> and you'd get that about once every couple months. Um, I, I think know, for me it was when we saw Michael Jordan actually at the All Star. Oh, that's game. a good point. And you know, I didn't. I had known obviously that him and my dad had a relationship, but then he loved my mom. He like he could not wait to hug her and say, "I was like, wait, you got what?" Stop! Stop with the mob of people behind him. Stop to say hi to everybody. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. You're probably right. That was that was, that was good street cred right there. <laughs> and then when stops. we and then when we convinced Michael Jordan to take a picture with the two of you in in his bolster oh, in yeah. front of a Seattle Sonics yeah, logo Sonics when I was working in Seattle. Full Sonic. Yes, gear. we sure were. We conned him into that. That's a one. classic picture. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to put that up on Twitter. Anyone hasn't seen that one. Okay, all right, enough reminiscing, enough being nice to each other. Okay, um, and, and Dre and Pants, you guys feel free to chime in on this one. Um, a couple of, of rapid For those fire. of you who don't know, oh, yeah. Pants is my mother, Nancy Pants. <laughs> yeah, Nancy it was originally Pants. Nancy Pants, got abbreviated to N Pants, now it's just Pants. Yeah, now it's just Pants. So Blake, my son-in-law, calls Mike and me Pants and Coach. Because <laughs> what else would I call them? <laughs> Seems pretty, pretty standard to me. Uh, who's the best shooter in the family? Me. Oh, man, we're going to have some arguments about that. Begrudgingly, it is Carly. Okay. <laughs> Carly never beat me till she was about, what, junior year of high school? I think this age keeps going up in this <laughs> well, well, we'll give her her sophomore. But, 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 you, know, but you know, when she topped out at five foot four. And, 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 and the, and no, we're talking about shooting. Oh, we're talking yeah. about shooting. I think you lost before no, that. No, shooting. And, and when, when Eric... You know, they have the debate about one-on-one games, but you have never seen Carly celebrate as much as she did when she could beat her brother or dad at something and have it be a real celebration, other than you're arguing about whether you... Ooh, there was a real know. trick to competing with Carly. Yes. If you beat her too bad, you just... She'd cry and sulk. And then <laughs> that you, was before my sophomore year in college or high school. And if you let her win, she didn't like that either. So it was a... It was a Fine line. Fine line. But then at, once I got into like late high school, early college, we really could go at it. Yeah, no, you totally mellowed out and were great and not at all pain. Yeah. <laughs> she was so mellowed out that I turned over all one-on-one coaching to her brother because I couldn't do it anymore. That was a really smart move on my part. <laughs> not learning from one of the best coaches ever. <laughs> you, to be fair, you knew it all. <laughs> Carly, lost, Carly once lost a tennis match and sucked off the court. It was last week. <laughs> and you guys still keep score too on we a do, chalkboard. We do have a chalkboard in our house that keeps score. It's winning. very healthy though. It's a healthy relationship. It's one on one. Keeps in track. Okay. <laughs> a different environment up here. It's I like not about you guys. Mosquitoes bite me. I can't help it. Yeah, well, that's part of the game. That's what's up. All right, this is this is for everyone. All five of you. Uh, you get one word to describe the Tebow family. I'll start with nuts, but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I won't start. This is my podcast. Well, Blake, I've never been able to do anything in one word, so I'm passing for the moment while I think. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you get the outsider's perspective. The newbie, I would say passionate. Everything, every single person that's here is super passionate in whatever they do. A lot having to do with basketball, but it all revolves around that thing that they're after. Okay. My mom's 
We're going to be crying. Wow. Oh, Trey, that was wonderful. <laughs> I saw a lot. I have a two-word one because they go together. Okay. Brutally honest. Mm. That, okay. Mm. We all we all have the ability to pretty much speak what's on our minds. I would put a, I would say stubborn, but that's not always put in the bin in a, in a uh, positive. I would say. Driven. I said for the family, not you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> um, she I was pointing to her father. <laughs> I would say probably driven. Uh, I think we all kind of have our own goals and what we want to get to, and we find our own ways of getting there. That's good. This is not a one-word answer, sorry. But I think we all enjoy it. I think that's, first, you know, that probably goes along with passionate, but I enjoy what I do every day, and I think that goes for everybody here. And I have to admit I tried to talk them out of this at one point. You didn't try that hard. <laughs> well, I mean, to the point... That this the, being coaching. Yes, yeah. coaching. Yeah. I don't think I ever rem- I don't ever remember a talk out of it speech. <laughs> I don't remember a talk into it speech, but I don't. There was not a talk out of it speech. Okay. I don't think. I do remember it, I, the one conversation that we had that you knew how much I loved the game and uh, how much of a gym rat I was, and you had. I still vividly remember you telling me that there were, I was going to coach a lot of players that didn't love it as much as I did, and that was you. You yeah. were right in saying that you know that was going to be one of my biggest struggles as a coach was you know, how to bridge that gap of people who didn't love the game as much as I did with, you know, future players and younger yep. players. Mm. <clears throat> Coach D, uh, is this, is it, you'll probably notice that, one tech this year for this guy? One tech? Surprised you didn't get one last night, to be honest. Yeah, wow, you losing your edge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sad I got the one, but I did get it on purpose. Um, I did get it on purpose. I uh, can even remember the official who's nameless yeah, but I um yeah this is this will be the all-time low if I don't get tossed tomorrow yeah. six years hasn't had the decency to get ejected and let me cook the <laughs> there might be another reason for that yeah. oh, oh, wow. oh. We're not the only one with jabs <laughs> he said this is the jab session so the VIP members will get the after hours <laughs> um all right well good well now we're going to move on uh to the part we're looking forward to uh all day we're going to play a little game with uh, with you three, pants. Would you be a favor? Yes. There's a there's a hat hanging right back there. Okay. If you can grab the hat for me. Production. So uh, this is good. No, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be fun. And we're gonna we're gonna enjoy ourselves and, and get some competitive juices here. So, um, can you don't look over here. Yeah. Don't cheat. Yeah. Don't cheat. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it'll be very simple scoring. Okay. So uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but. Um, you know, you guys didn't play. This is your only game in Minnesota this year. So, you know, a while back was the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C., where you guys reside. So, uh, we're going to do a WNBA player's name spelling bee. Okay. Oh, man. I should, I, should I'll win. Lose. I should win this. Well, <laughs> I'll lose. I'm already... Well, I know. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because um, I don't write names on scouting reports. Uh, My assistants do. Yeah, so Eric, uh, you, what do you have? A something degree from Missouri. Something I'm writing. an English. I'm an English major. An English major. Carly, what do you have? Psychology. Psychology degree from? Monmouth. We'll go and give a plug for everybody's schools right now. Another English. English. From what school? St. Martin's College, the little tiny place in Washington. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead. Yeah, what are you? Good old UCONN. Um, you didn't do the hand motion. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it without doing yes. the hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry, people. You didn't see the handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still on that one. Dre, Dre an athletic trainer athletic for Georgetown yep. women's basketball. So, yep. yep, in the family fold. Yeah. Once she got that job, that the engagement came shortly thereafter. Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> Coincidence? I don't know. Hey, you can ask me. Yeah, Nance, come on. <laughs> I'm the only yeah, one, the odd one. It's it keeps like us that, alive. Which one doesn't belong? Nursing. Right. I'm a nurse. It's called my general. Very Hospital, good. Hospital, school, and nursing. The only one that had a real job. <laughs> okay, so um, completely random, and then whenever I get the name, I'm going to plug it in to the Google speaker, so there's no discrepancies on, on how names are pronounced. Okay, so we're going to start with Coach C, and we'll go to Carly, and we'll go to E, because you guys are sitting that way, okay? It has dramatic effect. Names out of hat. Name out of hat. Okay. All right. Okay, Coach C. First one. Sue Bird. Oh, it's tough. First and last. Yeah, so we need both, please. Sue. Yes. S U E. Correct. Bird. B I R D. Ding. Correct. One point for Coach T. That's nice. Completely random. This isn't a car ride where we have to waste time spelling Sue Bird. (laughs) Sorry, that's just how it went. Okay. Okay, Carly. See here. Got the name, typing it in, so there's no confusions. All right, Carly, your name? Corey Chambers. Mm. C-O-R-I-B-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. Ding, correct. Congratulations. Who did play for Coach T? Oh, there we go. All right, let's get a name here for E. Okay, there we go. And you guys could just talk amongst yourselves so you get this uh, so get worked out. You fans at home that are sitting there just in this is what we call good radio. Oh, yeah. this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the edge of your seats waiting for this. Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. E. Your name? Tolly Bevilacqua. Tolly Bevilacqua? That's T U L L Y. Correct. B E V I L. Mhm. A-Q-U-A. That is correct. Well done. Well done. Well done. That's, well, that's, that's good work by you. That's my son. That's good work. All right. So we're, we're tied up after round one. Uh, relatively easy for most people. E, push a little at the end. Okay. Uh, we'll go to Coach T here again. And uh, hopefully they'll get a little bit harder. All right. Coach T, your second one. Tan White. <laughs> this is well rigged. Wow. Tan is in T A N. Yes. White. W H I T E. Man, luck of the From job. Mississippi State. Ayo. That's right. We're Carly Tima no longer coaches. <laughs> All right. I do strictly remember not being able to understand a word she said when she first came to Connecticut because her southern tan. accent so was so thick. <laughs> All right. Carly, your second one. Katie Smith. <laughs> K-A-T-I-E Smith S-M-I-T-H That's good, good job Congratulations (laughs) Oh, 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 oh Don't want to tell you that there Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah Give Eric one with three syllables Oh boy Uh Let's see here Again, this is completely random Yeah, He's reading off a notebook (laughs) (laughs) Not true Theater of the mind, Eric Theater of the mind It's taking a long time to type this one That's a long one, wow Man, completely random Eric, yours is Natalia Vodapianova I'm sorry, I'm going to need that one more time Natalia Vodapianova 
Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> you need to phone a friend? Yes, I will uh, use this in a sentence. The name... Natalia Vodopianova. It's going to be pretty difficult to spell. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go... Or you pronounce just you pronounce the last name how you would pronounce it and then I'll spell it. Um. Vadanpanova. Natalia was her first name. N A T A L I A. Yeah. One more time on the last name. Mm. I'm just gonna give you just the last name here. Okay, I'm gonna let you hear it independently of everything else. Vadanpanova. Oh. I can't even understand her. Vada Pianova. Vada Pianova. V O D Y P Y O. She had to have played in the league before I was in it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Natalia Vadafinova, who had an illustrious 17 game career for Seattle in 2001. Uh, last name V O D O. P-Y-A-N-O-V-A. So I'm sorry. That one is incorrect. Unlucky. <laughs> Look at the draw there, huh, Blake? That's, that's unlucky. Man. All right. Let's see. Last round here. Let's see how uh, Coach T... Oh, okay. Might get pushed on this one. That was also a version of who he played for. <laughs> who did he play for? All right. Oh. This one might be a little bit tougher for Coach T. Let's see if he can get this one. Completely random drawn. Lindsay Whalen. <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. G L I N D S A Y W H A L E M. Wow, look at that. Wow. Smart guy. The cards are God, that was a hard one, too. That's unbelievable. Coach T gets some breaks here. All right. Are you winning? He is. He's got three. We're Carly, winning. for the tie here, completely randomly drawn name. Penny Taylor. Oh, wow. P-E-N-N-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Yeah, I thought you were going to get overconfident there and go L-E-R, but uh, you lucked out. That's correct. Uh, this is a point per syllable. Because <laughs> <laughs> you lost. You might be. You're, e, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. That's been unkind, Eric, so far. <laughs> this piece of paper is not big enough to... <laughs> How many? One okay. word. Okay, I think uh, I think you're gonna get this one. E, you got the first one, so I don't really what you're complaining about. I mean, you missed the second one, and it happens. This one, this one's I think it's a softball for you, English major. Okay, completely randomly drawn for Eric. S two N D I A Y A D I A T A. Look at those, S two N J I J A T A. That's great. Which I will not be able to spell. So let's just go first name. A stew. Taking a stew and an astu. A S T O U. Am I already wrong? That is correct. Okay. Okay. Ooh, where is the apostrophe? Because <laughs> <laughs> there is absolutely an apostrophe. Almost feels like two. Oh, I think N apostrophe. Oh, am I right so far? Yeah, you're good, actually, right now. Oh, there's a DJ. A silent F. <laughs> Am I still right? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, N-D-I-A-Y-A, then D-I-A-T-T-A. I thought you had that. <laughs> yeah, we all did. The apostrophe was really the biggest part. Who was this? But, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. <laughs> e? Stuart and Jai plays for, I'm not going to guess and be wrong. 
Somebody in the West. Uh, Moral of the story is he lost. She played about one year when I was coaching one of my first or second years. I have a few lost years in this league. There was there was about four years of the league before I jumped in, or more than that, maybe more than that. Well, so E unfortunately lost out. Luck of the draw there, which is unfortunate. I'm sorry for that. But we do have a tie between Mike and Carly, so we'll have to go to a tiebreaker here. And I've had I have a name set aside for such an occasion. Maybe we should have them spell their own names, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate the player. Hate the game. E. All right, so uh, we will give um, first dibs to Carly, as you are the youngest person here. And your wife. And my wife. <laughs> and I'm not stupid. All right, here we go. Cecilia Zandalusini. Ooh. C E C I L I A. Z A N D E. Wrong! D A. Coach, we'll give you the same one, just in case anything. Uh, Cecilia Zandalusini. Cecilia, we got that part. She already got that. Okay, so. very good. Zandalusini. Z A N D A L A S I N E. S I S I. We're going to give it to him. We're going to give it to him. Because I, well, I'm also not dumb enough to, well, listen, we all know where the Christmas gifts come from, don't we? (laughs) Let's not be foolish here. Uh, All right. Very good. Well, that was fun. E, sorry about that, man. For all of you viewers who are now coming back to the show. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Our our tens of listeners, we appreciate you sticking through on that one. And now we know. Mike Tebow, the best speller in the in the family. Followed closely by Carly and E. (laughs) The Sue's finest, huh? (laughs) English degree's not doing much for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing. We'll let you out on this. Um, as you enter the playoffs here next week and you go for it, obviously, yeah, trying to trying to win your, your first uh, WNBA championship, is is there any added pressure on you in that regard for you personally? Because, um, I, I mean, obviously everyone's goal is to win a championship. But um, as someone who's been in it for a while, and again, you, you are the winningest coach, is there any added personal pressure there? I don't know if pressure is the right word. I just feel like um, that I won't have done all I wanted to accomplish in the WNBA without a championship. Um, you know, we, we were so close in Connecticut. Um, you know, 2004, uh, a great series with Seattle. Um, 2005, Lindsey Whalen gets hurt in the first game of the finals, and it just you know never was meant to be. And I actually thought we had as good or better a team in 2006, and the injury bug got us. So you you feel like you get close, and you know you, you have a chance to win, and you don't. Um, I I think that this team, given the way the league has gone, has a chance. Um, you know, if you play, if we play our best basketball, we can beat every team. Um, but we, you know, we have our flaws just like most of the teams do, and we can get beaten. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting. I think us in Seattle this year were the only teams, I think, Eric, you can correct me, that beat every team in the league this year. Um, I, I read that the other day. So we certainly can beat everybody. We're going to have to play our best basketball. We're going to have to play the defense that we played, you know, down the stretch last night with a little bit better offensive efficiency. Pressure, I guess. I think. I think there's always pressure. Every every player and coach wants to to win badly enough that you put pressure on yourself. But mine is more from a career, like just kind of like check all the boxes type thing. Yeah. 
you know, I've been to the Olympics, been to the NBA finals as an assistant, um, and won there. CBA, we won. This is the one that we haven't gotten yet. And um, I hope that this is a great opportunity for us. And, you know, we're going to give ourselves our best chance. E, biggest concern for you guys entering the playoffs and then on the flip side, Sue, what is, um, what is something you feel really good about with you guys? Biggest concern as it stands today would be a one-game playoff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a crapshoot no matter who you play against. Health, always. I mean, we got, we've had a couple people banged up in the last week. Um, can you win when you're not making shots? You know, we, we've made a lot of threes this year. Can we win when we're not making threes? And that's, you know, we talked about earlier, that was encouraging last night. What was part two of the question? Sorry. What is something you feel really good about? Something I feel really good about, um, that our team plays with a belief now, having gone through it um, last year and we've improved. Um, Elena and Christy set the tone for us, not only just from their talent, but from a... Uh, leadership perspective and just a confidence like we go in every game they feel like we have a chance to win yeah. um, and you can go a long ways based on that as could about eight teams in our <laughs> league so I mean, that's, that's the, you know we yeah. put ourselves in a good position now we have a chance to, to take advantage of it. we don't have to do the the two cross country flights for two single elimination games like we've taken ourselves out of that situation yeah sure Carly will you be able to watch games without screaming at the television or no. no no okay very good uh, what about you? You haven't, I guess you've been split because of, of getting hired on the Lindsay staff. You've, for the first time really ever, you've kind of been cheering for, for two squads. Um, what do you, I don't know, I guess I, I can give you a more open-ended question, but what are you looking forward to for the WNBA playoffs, and um, what do you see being a big difference for whoever wins? Because it feels like it's the most open we've had in, in some time, to, to your point earlier. I would love for Lindsay to score 30 a game, average 30 a game in the playoffs. Um, go to the, the finals against the Mystics. Uh, be great for recruiting. Uh, <laughs> the more games that uh, Lindsay's on national TV, uh, be great for us. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think, honestly, I'd, I'd love to, to see both teams make it to the finals. And honestly, like like they both alluded to, I, I think pretty much it's wide open. Yeah. Um, you know, they ha- you have to go through the ringer to get there, especially if you have to play multiple you know, single elimination series, but I just like you know for both sides to, to get there. And if Lindsay scores thirty and the Mystics win, I'd feel good about that. <laughs> you just want both teams to have fun. Everyone yeah, have fun. fun. That would be me. That would be my answer. <laughs> the crazy part of all of this, I mean, to to what Eric was saying, is that you know you don't know because I think a lot of people the start of the year just wrote it in and said, okay, let's see who can upset L.A. or Minnesota, maybe to get to the finals, but. You know, people are penciling that. There's a good chance, depending on what happens with L.A. tomorrow, they could be playing each other for the right to one of them keep going and one of them be gone in a single-game elimination. That's how crazy the season's been. Yeah, it has been nuts. What about you guys, Drea and Pants? I mean, you guys have, have been, I guess, fans uh, and seen it from the sidelines, but what's for this and team? And literally the sidelines this year. They went mm-hmm. for the front row. Upgraded. It's mm-hmm. about time. Front row. You know somebody? I know Drea. Very good. <laughs> what um, for you guys as, as just as fans, and obviously being closer to it than a normal fan, but what's been the big difference for this year's team, and uh, the biggest change you've seen from even last year, or, or you know, if you want to go back further than that, but the biggest difference for this Mystics team this year? I see leadership. I guess more than anything, I see Christy and Elena 
really deciding to take hold of this team and they've worked well with Mike and Eric and it's just been really, it's just there's a different feel there this year. I don't know whether it's that we're on the sidelines and we're kind of part of the game and Drea actually knows the game better than I do, so I kind of take my lead from her a little bit when I start to yell. Doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean and not true. <laughs> so it's been we've it's been fun. We I've felt closer to the game this year, but it's fun. It's a different feel. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Same thing. Just that leadership. It's always nice when you build up those wins, that confidence. Everyone's just in a better mood and just ready to go and keep rolling. And, Get some more rings in this family. Yeah. We, need, this year. Uh, we need one more clarifier in all this because Nancy keeps saying she's the one that doesn't know anything. She was a high school basketball star. That's right. She led the whole league in steals, and then she followed up by leading the league in missed layups on her steals. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that <was> <laughs> But she was a good basketball player and can still shoot a little bit. Okay. The range isn't the same. But when's the last time you shot a basketball? Yesterday. <laughs> I'm lying. There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. In fact, yesterday we were watching a, a, a contest. A guy was shooting half court or something. I said, do you think you can even get close to that? And Dora says, yeah, yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> like really? Yes. My favorite Nancy Tebowism is when somebody misses their free throws. Just put them in! <laughs> it's just so simple. The best kind of coaching there is. That's very good. Well, cool. Well, that was fun. I appreciate you guys uh, taking some time out before your game tomorrow. And depending on how things work out, I guess the percentages will probably say you're likely to be the three seed. But you get a win, and, and Vegas beats... Atlanta on their home court. You guys get a two seed in the all-important double buys to the semis. So big stakes going on tomorrow. So good luck to you guys. And, uh, again, thanks for spending some time with me. Thank, Thank you. Thank Great you. to see you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. All right. Time for dessert.